What up, everybody? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Grandmaster B. Hollywood Bandersnatch. Unfortunately, we're down just James again, but we're going to keep it rocking with the three-headed monster. Episode 12, Lifetime Moments. Thank you all for joining us. We miss you, Jay Money. Yeah, man. These nuts. So what up, everybody? How we doing? Good. How you doing? How, we How doing? you doing? How we doing? Hey, how you doing? We doing, doing okay, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They had to take a little trip to, you know, Chicago. Talk to Ed Boss. Hey. Yeah, so how'd it go? How you doing? Vito wasn't too fucking happy, I tell you. Yeah, they're not, not, not too fine of these guys out yeah. here. He wants to fucking whack everybody. These fucking guys, they're out of control. They're <laughs> spending fucking... money. They're killing people. They just don't understand. Nah, fucking times have changed, I tell you. It's different. It's very different, my friend. Very yes. <laughs> so, man. Grandmaster, how was your week, man? It was a good week. Uh, uh, one of those crazy weeks, man. You know, last week was a long week. This week was just kind of unbearable, man. It was. Yeah. You get to the point where the day gets longer and longer. You're like, man, when is it going to be Friday, you know? I know. It was just crazy, man. Everybody was kind of in a, in a shitty mood, it seemed like. I don't know... Uh, Mood swings everywhere. Got to be I mean, that heat. Customers, you know, just pissing me off. I'm like, I'm going to fucking bitch slap you if you keep talking to me like that, brats. That's a noticeable <laughs> change. That's a noticeable change when the weather. I know. I swear people just get pissed off. They oh, get uncomfortable. You guys get that way or no? Yeah, I had it on oh, the way yeah. here. Some asshole behind me. Yeah? Laying on the horn. It's not even green yet. Oh, man. You freaking prick. You prick you. You, you prick you. Wow. So, Hollywood, how was your week, man? Not bad. Hot. But it's going by pretty fast. Yeah. And I've been in that pool every day, enjoying it, man. Oh, I know. It's been so, you know what it's about being in the pool and B, Master B. Oh, yeah. We all got them. I mean, it's just beautiful, man. Come home, you know, it's blazing 90. You got that pool to jump into. Just, just great, man. Yeah. With but the, the week's been pretty good, though. I mean, flying by and I'm excited, upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for this, man. It's good. Got to stay. My God, do you, you ever it. stop talking? <laughs> Love my pool, man been in it a lot I'm, I'm right there with you gotta stay i mean i'll sit out there all day but dude i got this little waterfall thing attachment that goes to my filter so it brings water up in there and it's uh-huh. like a fall it's tranquil i get in my fucking floaty and i just want to fucking fall asleep <laughs> i mean like dude like twice. i could take a nap in the sun like i wake up man it's like holy shit this, it I sounds mean, like a floating bidet mate. oh my gosh dude it's so it's so twice this week though. master b Two hours plus in the pool, out, knocked out cold. Wow. And it shows, man. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Look at you, man. Would you go to Miami? Nah. (laughs) Just in the pool. (laughs) I was actually at a wedding rehearsal yesterday, and uh, a friend of mine was like, well, we got the the minority part covered because we got the black guy. And I was laughing. No. I, was, I was so Are dark. You serious? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> bullshit. It was funny. Um, so I want to bring this up to you guys. So a student mailed her phone to Apple for repair, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you trust your phone company to, to get a repair. Uh, female. Good looking female, right? And then all of a sudden, 10 nude photos and a sex video were released on her Facebook page. Ooh, somebody's in trouble, boy. Yeah. Wow. I guess uh, she's getting millions in a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit. Apple, you going down. I mean, that's bullshit, man. It is. You ain't supposed to mess with that. No, man. It's, everyone's trying to get in people's personal business. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. They dude. must want to see them bohookas. Yeah. 
I mean, so but, is this stuff available to see anywhere? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't dig that far deep. <laughs> That's just cold, but you just wonder how much that of that is going on. Yeah, I mean, you just never know. They say everything's in the cloud. What the hell is the cloud? You know what I mean? Up in the sky. Yeah. Someone else told me about that. I won't. I won't give photos of this or that because any you got clouds up there. Hold your pictures. Yeah, it's wild, man. And I we know, know it's today. We're on the spotlight. No matter what we do, we're being seen. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful what you yes. put out there. I All mean, right. it's just uh, it's a different world, man. Mm-hmm. So I got another one for you. Former Minnesota corrections officer pleads guilty to exchanging Mickey D's for sex with an inmate. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Honest, man. What Honest. kind of? Come Did on. Did he ask for the grande? So, so he, he was driving, exchanging her, taking her to... Uh, to jail or whatever and she said she'll do anything to get something to eat so i like your style dude (laughs) (laughs) so the cop i mean apparently had needs too so he went and got a couple big mac meals and um exchanged the meal for oral sex i wonder if she got the big mac (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's that's nuts right i just can't make this shit up man oh it's just you know we're in a crazy world man it is. You know about the Grand River. You know, we all know about the Grand yeah, River. Yes, they made it up. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you definitely got to be careful, man. So, I mean, just because you have authority doesn't give you the right to just uh, yeah. run it like a third world country. Right? That, that's mm-hmm. what's funny, too. Like, now nobody's really above the law. Now it's almost like the cool thing to do to catch a, a celebrity or an athlete in the act of doing something wrong. Um, like uh, Kid Rock, too. Yeah. Didn't he uh, make like a homophobic slur? Or he whatever? said that. And he said something about Oprah and all that shit. Yeah, I seen that. It's just everything's on camera, so you really you have to watch yourself. You do. Yeah, you know? absolutely, you do in every phase. So I mean, yeah, I mean that's really just some BS. I just want to chop it up with you guys. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, very interesting. You know, I got to say this about Kid Rock, because at least he held his ground. He didn't change his tune after he got busted. Yeah, he doubled down on it. He doubled down, dude. You're right. And so he didn't, he didn't like say, you know, I'm not going to fucking back out of what I said. He, this is who I am. Yeah. So I got a little bit more respect for a guy that holds his ground. Yeah. I mean, take it or leave it. Teach their own. What can you say? Everybody's got opinions, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So anything else you guys want to rap about? Well, I want to talk a little bit about an experience I had today because I was starving and I, you know, I, I didn't eat anything for the morning. So the day's getting long and the afternoon rather. So I wanted to get a sandwich. So I'm like, I don't want a burger or anything. So I went to Tubby's and, um, you know, I like their steak and cheese. Mm. I'm like, man, I haven't had one of these in a long time. So I go in there and I'm eyeing out the menu board. I'm like, holy shit, $9.95. You know, you get the mini one. It's like a three inch, four inch or whatever. I'm right. like, no, nah, give me the large. Dude, I got this sub sandwich. It was downright it was a ripoff because i spent like total of 11 bucks or you know somewhere in that area because i asked for a little extra dressing this damn thing was all bread vegetables tomatoes tons of dressing no meat that's where's the beef i'm like this was such a ripoff the lady hands me the bag there's no weight to it you know you know you're getting a good 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 serving when you get a girthy bag you know Mm -hmm. Right? You could tell by the weight. Like you See go to, a little grease in the bag? Yeah, man. If you go like to Taco Bell and you get that bean burrito, you know, mm-hmm. like two of those weigh about a pound you and a half. That supreme. You're like, I'm going to eat good for cheap. Hell yeah. But if mm-hmm. I'm going to spend $11 on a fucking sandwich, you better right. hook a brother up, man. I was you. so disappointed. But you know what I think businesses are doing now? They're charging for double meat. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, you that's know, the way to Philly, entice people right. to do that. That's you know on the menu, double meat. Mm-hmm. So yep. probably what they used to put in the sandwich is now, you know, costing you more. Yep. Trying to... 
It's markup, bro. Markup. Oh, absolutely. I was just really disappointed. So they ain't getting none of my business anytime soon. Yeah. Word up. So fives of the week this week. This should be a good talk. We're going to get into lifetime Quiet. moments. <laughs> All right. Well, you start it off then. Oh, I, I'm going to start it off? Yes, sir. Fives of the week? Okay. Fives of the um, week, yeah. So fives of the week, my, my, I put becoming a father. That was, um, that was life-changing for me. Um, becoming a dad, bringing life into the world. That was like one of those, ah, I got to step my game up now. Yeah. I am no longer this goofball. I'm still a goofball, but just having children and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you kidding? <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, that was like a big deal for me. So, you know, I really pushed on a few of these, but a couple of them, um, I'm like, this was one of the ones that first thing that came to mind was becoming a dad. How was how it for you guys? Yeah, I mean, you caught by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, something's like the same things, you know what I mean? I got, you know, one like uh, seeing my children born. That was special. Yeah. yeah. You know, to see life just, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, you're young, you're a dad. Okay, I'm, I'm a dad here. Look at this. This is, oh, my God. I'm about ready to have a child and, and how everything goes. And it's really amazing. Well, what do you, I, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on your first one and your first experience. Cause I got a little story for you. I mean, you guys still remember that day? I, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, because yeah, you guys have multiple. Hollywood has, you know, a cabbage patch. But, you know. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I got to tell you, I, I, there's a funny story about the, the birth of my first daughter. It was, uh, you know, I was excited, nervous at the same time. Mm. So when I get nervous, I like to eat. Right. I don't know. Some people, they get nervous, they got to shit. Like I got to eat. eat. I'm oh, like, I man, feel you. I got to go yeah. eat. And so, um, you know... You know, things are starting to happen, you know, the dilation and all this other stuff. And I was just like hungry. And I'm like, told one of the nurses, I said, Hey, can I go get something to eat? Because, yeah, there's a cafeteria, but don't be too long. So I'm like, They had no good food. So there's mm. a Bushami's across the street from the hospital where, you know, my first daughter was born. And I went to Bushami's, but they didn't have any stuff made. So the guy had to make me a fresh sandwich. And I'm sitting there like, Dude, I got to get back to the hospital because my wife's ready to give birth. Right. I'm like, I got to get over here, you know? He's like, okay. So I, I ran, I heard and, you know, ate this thing, drove back to the hospital, parked the car, ran back into the hospital. And, and like a true pro, I made it there right when the dilations, right when it was starting to get, you know, I was like, nice. All right. I just ate. I'm ready to, you know, hut, hut, let's go, yeah. you know? Yep. But uh, my wife, even though she was under the anesthesia, not the anesthesia, she was in a, what do you do, uh, epidural or something? So they numb them and all this other yeah, shit. She right. was so pissed at me. She's like, why now would you take off in this moment, man? But, you know, the sub was good. My daughter is more beautiful. <laughs> but it was like one of those things she reminds me of all the time. She's like, do you remember what you did today? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I remember that. That's funny. How so, about you, Hollywood? Yeah, you know, mine was kind of uh, emotional. Um, my ex-wife, she was, you know, of course, then young. You know, said she wasn't feeling good, thinking, you know, this baby's going to come, and I was supposed to go to a party. And uh, that night, late in the hours, I had lost a very dear friend of mine. He had gotten shot in the eye. Oh, and damn. This That's is also scary. every time when my son, you know, his birthday comes up, it, it's an anniversary. So as I was at the hospital having, you know, my uh, first child, it was, you know, a whole lot of emotions going on. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, having, having a son and, and the excitement of that. And then hearing this news about my, my friend losing his life at a party I was supposed to go to, but I stayed home because, you know, just waiting on if this is going to come or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but, uh, you know, that was 
it was kind of weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you you all ramped up to be excited, and all of a sudden here's another here's a blow. You know, so you're you got emotions like this. Up yeah, and down. it's a it's a mixed bag of yeah, feelings. Yeah, mixed there. bag. But I was still happy because you know to see my son come out, and you know it was it was you know yeah, yeah for sure. Apart. Yeah, my ex wanted to kill me because I was taking my sweet old time. I'm like, hold up, I got a shower and stuff. She's like, no, we got to fucking go. Oh, God. <laughs> I like your style, dude. Yeah, I didn't take her seriously because we've been to, you know, appointments and whatnot. And I, you know, I really didn't know what to expect. I'm like, all right, yeah, we'll get down there. You know, she's like, no, I need to go now. Go so now. I hopped in my truck, man. We were blitzing down 94. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy. It takes me about 25 minutes to do my it's hair. I think it comes out perfect every crazy single experience. time. Amazing how you'll see that other side come out that you never even knew. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah, especially after. Oh, God. Man, I'll tell you what, dude. Yeah. Some guys have it rough. And, and uh, that experience of being, were you guys in the room? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. there for both my daughters. Yeah. Oh, man, I was into it, man. Especially, I felt like, a, you know, I was a pro the second time around. I knew right where to stand. I almost passed out, to be honest with you. I had to sit really? up. Really? It's, 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 it's amazing, ain't it? I mean, just life. Like, wow. Yeah. I'm a tough guy. I've been known to be all my life, brother. Yeah, especially your first that. two, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, your second, you kind of know what's gonna happen, you know what right, I mean, right. this and that. But that first, it's like, okay, everything's at a standstill. Yeah, is everything okay? Is he pre- you know, blah blah this and that. And, no, yeah, it's the birth of a child is something. It's it's amazing. It's oh, yeah. words can't even you know describe. It's yeah. a crazy experience. It's great. It's uh, I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely the first one that came to my mind. All right, was number two, Grandmaster B. Um, buying my first house. Nice. That was one that. Uh, I was scared, excited again at the same time, but not knowing anything, you know, renting and all this other stuff. And all of a sudden, like, man, I'm really going to sign for this much money. You know, I mean, I'm like, I don't, I was scared, you know, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? You know? And I knew that I bought a fixer upper and all that kind of stuff. So I'm already planning out like the next six months of, okay, I got to save money to do this and that. But, um, you know, buying that first house, man, that freedom of saying, okay, I finally have the American dream. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. paying a man rent to, you know, rent an apartment and I had my first home and uh, it was exciting. But, uh, you know, that was one of those moments in life that once you get to that level, I think we all been here and we know what that feeling's like. Um, I own this shit. Yeah. Yep. Out. So, no, and isn't that, me- isn't buying a home a stressful experience though oh god yes oh yeah the paperwork alone stressed me out dude i was getting fucking carpal tunnel yeah this guy was handing me pens like i was signing declaration of independence like, all right you got to sign this one and this but this ream of paper you just oh, initial yeah. and i'm like are you serious just yeah. give me the fucking keys that was wild man and then yeah. like sometimes when you got to go back with uh what do they call it conditions or uh Oh, the uh, when you got to pay the insurance, the uh, what, what's the condition? No, like say uh, you want them to. We ask for the washer and dryer, right? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh I, the, yeah. yes, yes. If you yes. go back and forth mm-hmm. on it, back and forth. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. just so many levels to it. Just you know, and then I couldn't only imagine because I was renting at the time. Yeah. Um, if you have to get pre-approved for another mortgage and <clears throat> making sure that time frame it all levels out and and goes yeah. in unison, so. It's super stressful. But well, you know, they cut a lot of that paperwork down now. They got that uh, sign where your signature already signed. Oh, the e-sign? E-sign, and all you do is hit a button, and it's boom, 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 cuts yeah. out majority of the paperwork. Yeah, yeah the last the last sure. house we just did, it was all e-sign. It was like, this is cool, man. Love it, yes. You know, you find the font you want. I want that really cool one, and then yeah. you just click, 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 and it's done. It's mm-hmm. like so much quicker. Well, I did a refi a couple of years ago, and I only had to go in for the closing. Everything else was done, you know, 
re- remotely yeah. and on the phone. So that's where you go cool. get them keys. Right. Yeah. Here you go. You're a homeowner now. That that's a great feeling, man. Yeah. It is. Damn. How about you, Philly? Uh, that was actually, it's on my list. It Come was on. down a little bit, but that All was, right. uh, it was always a dream of mine. Um, something I always wanted to accomplish and I'm glad I got there. Yeah. Um, I think we all feel that way. You know, we all, you know, got, uh, some kind of the same, uh, things, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a huge sense of accomplishment. It's funny because like I'm, I, this has happened now for the last couple podcasts. Like I, yeah. I you'll, you'll let me lead or he'll lead, and we'll all look at you yeah. like I got the same thing written <laughs> yeah. down. So we're we're kind of feeding off each other's yes. ideas here. Yes. No, it's, it's all good. I mean, it's it's organic though. It is what it is. It sparks yeah. good conversation. Yes, so. absolutely. Hollywood, what do you got second? Um, I got um, being able to coach my children through life in their sports. That was amazing. I got I was able to coach them in basketball, baseball, football, uh, boxing, my daughter, softball, and not just to be their dad, but to be their coach and see these kids grow and even win championships with them. You amazing. are good. Amazing. I mean, that's just it's crazy. No, that's you're another yeah. accomplishment, man. That's awesome, though. Love it. Yeah, growing up, I always saw you with those kids, man. It was it was mm-hmm. really cool to see. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what we talked about. Um, but being the, being a good dad, I mean, that's a that's yep. an accomplishment, man. Yes. That's that's one of those things you're going to look back on in your older years, and you're going to you know look back and say, man, I think I did the best job I could. Yeah. Hell yeah, Grandmaster B. All right, man. So the next one I put down is, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about all the happy stuff, but. Uh, Losing my dad and my in-laws, you mm. know, that was kind of like one of those life moments, man. Uh, it started off with, you know, I was one of these people that very blessed to have a, a wonderful father-in-law who, to me, was like a, like a dad, yeah. you know, and um, he was quite the opposite of what my dad was in so many different ways. Uh, my, my dad was more of a street smart man, uh, good read of people, uh, good life lesson type person, kind of, you know, prepared you for the real world. Uh, my father-in-law. He was more of a hands-on kind of guy, show you how to build things, paint things, think things over. He was good in sales, had a gift to gab. So I just learned so much from him. So to lose him, that was like one of those things that leaves an empty hole, you know. And then I lost, a, you know, my mother-in-law, you know, that this was all within like four years. So both my in-laws are gone. Then I recently lost my dad. So that was a tough, that was like one of those, man, you know. This is a lifetime moment. You know, this is one of those things that really shake you to your core, make you think about, you know, um, things you wish you would have said or done different. And, you know, that's something I've always heard Philly and Hollywood is that, you know, people always say, you know, make sure you enjoy them while they're here. I've been, you know, just, I heard the same thing about children from friends that have older kids than me. They'll say, you know, you want to really embrace your kids, you know, good or bad, you know, enjoy your kids, enjoy your your time with people. And, you know, I, I see that more now than ever. I really value that. You know, now I understand, you know, with having just a mom now, I'm going to spoil her rotten. I'm going to give her everything I can because she won't be here one day. Right. That's true. So yeah, that's, yeah. So that was, that was definitely a lifetime moment for me. No, for sure. And actually, uh, your father-in-law, you know, he trained me at work. Louis did. Yeah. No wow. way. Yeah. He wow. was, I got a chance to know him. I was with him, I think for two days. Well, that's awesome. He man. was an older cat, but man, he could still do the job. He really would be well. an HR nightmare in today's society because he was oh, one yeah. of the, you know, one of the last of those kind of people that, you know, he just had the this 
personality that gravit you gravitated to it, you know, and, and there was no guessing how this guy operated. He was like, you know, if he liked you, he really liked you. Yeah. You know, he'd give you anything and help you with anything. But if he didn't like you, he'd tell you to your face, you're a fucking asshole. And you can, you know? you can appreciate <laughs> He would tell that. you that. And you'd be Thank like, you, sir. You know, I've heard him say this to people, uh, you know, in my circle of family. And I'm you're like, a prick. you don't really mean that to you. He's like, you're goddamn right. I don't like that son of a bitch. And I'm like, whoa, man. I've never seen this side of him. Yeah. But what a great man. I mean, he just, he taught me so much, man. And to this day, I value everything he taught me, man. It was special. Yeah, you no, know, it's super and, important. And it's cool that you, you learned two sides of the tale, you know, yeah. from both of them. And yeah. yeah, two great men we'll never forget. So that's that's a really good one. All right, Hollywood, what do you got third? Uh, third? I got third um, life moment with uh, my youngest daughter um, when she went in the hospital with her stomach ailment. That was horrible time. Mm. Uh, they really didn't actually know what was going wrong with her. Um, I guess after tests and tests and, and numerous shoes in her for a month, um, and she had this clothinel cyst up in inside of her colon and everything like that that was blocking for her to go to the bathroom and everything like that. And she was just a kid. She didn't know. My, my stomach's hurt. They're changing color, you know, and stuff like that. So the doctor, I still remember, he pulled us in there, and he, he says, I, I want to talk to the parents. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I, I need to know if somebody hurt this child. I'm like, what? And I was really shocked by it. So, I mean, I did the shot call and all that and wanted to know if they were screwing around, wrestling, if anyone stepped on her, anyone punched her, because they, they really didn't know what it was. Mm. And uh, they said usually this type of thing you see in adults as, like, alcoholics and stuff like that, not a child. So... We were up there every day. I, I stayed with her, went to work, stayed with my baby. And, um, you know, it, it was it was a really, really hard time for me. And, uh, you know, putting that 10-inch scar on her stomach, on her belly, and opened her up, and she was laying in the surgery room for nine hours. Wow. wow. It's yeah. a long time that's, for a five-year-old. That's tough. Absolutely. And, you know, the doctor came in, and he was like, it was, you know, worse than we thought, but we got everything, and... They ended up finding an extra valve in her stomach that they had no idea mm. where it came from. It was just laying in there, just like a, like a valve, and they wanted to take it. They asked us, can we have this and put it in, you know, for science and all this and stuff like that. It didn't cause no harm. It was just laying inside of her stomach. Mm. Yeah, and, and she's, she's okay now. Yeah, she's okay she's now. She's got, like, good. all brand new in there. Everything's, you know, running right, but. Yeah, it was blocking it up, man, and she couldn't. It was horrible. Isn't yeah. it something how, like, when it's your child, you know, you just take the pain with them? Oh, you God, know? man. I, and, you know, she never once said, you know, Daddy, am I going to die or anything? And I was waiting for that to be said by her, and she never said that. But yeah. being in the, in the women were so awesome to her. Dance, I come up there, and they're in there dancing with her and playing, crying with her, and she didn't want to go home. When it was time to go home, because she had been there so long, and that was that was yeah that was yeah, a you life think, moment. Uh, you know something like that. That thank God she's okay, Hollywood. Yes. You know, and then you look, and I always got a big spot in my heart for people that I see like this children's hospital, and mm -hmm. where these oh for sure poor poor kids that are young, and they you know they got dealt a bad hand. Yes, you know, and they're sitting there recovering from leukemia or going through treatments and things like that. Um, you know. 
that's that's one of those things that you got to sometimes say thank God. Yes. You know, but, every day. You God know, is good all but the time. Always good, but somehow these they're stronger than mm-hmm. than you and I and everybody in this room all put together. They have a mindset and the determination that I'm going to get through this, yes, you know? Yes. And I think when you hit adversity like that in your life, sometimes it's that down moment that brings you up. Yeah. It brings you to a different level. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Because so, you become powerless. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you're at the I mer- can't do nothing for this child. Right. I'm her dad. I'm supposed to be able to protect her. Yeah. And I, I can't do nothing. This is medically, you know what I mean? So you're kind of lost and you're trying to hold the whole base and go to work and function and get yeah. back to your baby and. Yeah, it was just a tough time, but she made it out, and that's and, and she's okay now. And that's just, you know, I always told her, I said, you know, honey, I'll get a tattoo of that same scar you got on your stomach if, just to be just like you. Because she kind of, well, Dad, look at my scar, you know. And I'm like, it's okay, baby. It's all right. But, you know, kids are resilient, too. Yes, you know, yes. And she really pulled through and came oh, out yeah. of that, you know. And she's a beautiful, smart young girl. Oh, and feisty little thing. Love her. Yeah. That's, Takes that's awesome, after her old man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, mine would be when I was growing up, this next one, it's, it's, it's personal, but you know what, we're being real out here and we all have a past and things that we've been through. So as a young man, got myself into some trouble and I took a little vacation, you know, not the vacation everybody's thinking about either. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, it was life changing. I'll say that, um, you know, growing up, there's a lot of anger built in me. Um, I fought a lot held a lot of things in, and at the wrong times, it came out. Um, got hooked up with people I probably shouldn't have been riding with, you know, but at the end of the day, it falls back on you as yeah. a person, as a, right. as a young man. So going through that time of my life, in and out, in and out, uh, it just, the last time I remember, I found out I was having a kid, and I just had a breakdown. And I was like, I promised myself that I would never go back. That's you know? good, man. Yeah, no, that's powerful stuff right there. And uh, I just, it was that life-changing moment for me. It probably mm-hmm. should have been number one, um, but I stuck to it. And I think, you know, I, I'm, I got to get better every day as a person, as a man, as a father, but I really feel like that's, that's when the light switch hit for me. Mm-hmm. And my priorities changed on every level. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I mean, it's no fun, and I don't. That's why I get into the things I get into as far as coaching, and I try to be a good leader, try to be the best friend I could be, the best family member, just offer advice. That's you know? amazing. That's good, man. Because you come a long way. Because I know, like, like you guys have said, you know, I was, I was dealt kind of a shitty hand. Yeah. In a mm-hmm. lot of regards, but you got to work with what you got at the same time. We don't always carry full aces. That's right, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you don't always have a full house, Mike. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this. So. That's a pretty tough thing to have happen to you at a young age, right? So that was kind of like a shock and all. That was a wake-up moment for you? Yeah, absolutely, because I'm in there with, with hard, hard criminals. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're... I mean, and it wasn't just for a weekend either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just, uh, it, it's a realization. Um, you see kind of the bottom of the barrel, you yeah. know, and uh, I don't know. I just knew it wasn't for me. I just didn't want to live that lifestyle anymore. You just see a lot of that scum, you know what I mean? You yeah, you see. It's you not know, for you. I, you know, I have people I, I rolled with back in the day that are, you know, probably going to be gone forever. I'm mm-hmm. just so thankful that God sent me a sign saying, look, dude, you're meant for more. Come on, yes, man. Like, wake yeah. up. Stop, stop doing the same dumb shit you've been doing. Exactly. Um, and, you know, with a little bit of uh, will and, and patience and consistency, I was able to put myself in a place where 
I'm in a good spot now. You know, it's good. It made a difference. And... I, I think sometimes it, it is those life moments, like you just said. It, it's going to take you to a, you know, a low, and then you think back, like, what, yeah. why am I even here? I don't belong here. I shouldn't be with these people. This is not who I am. You made a mistake, and I, I believe that we're all, you know, going to make those mistakes some at some point in our life if we already haven't. But you have to just grow from that. You know, yeah, and yeah. I think that's the that's the best thing that happened for you is that god put you there for a reason yeah and i look at a wake-up call 17 year old philly to 35 year old philly there's such a night and day difference i don't see it i don't see it i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) you know you know i see that 100 percent. yeah no and that's why you know father figures are important yeah absolutely. you know a mother is a mother i mean you can't replace a mother right but i think same goes for a father figure too they call the iron hammer Damn right. Damn right. Yeah, I mean, gosh, man, we could talk about that. That's a whole different top, topic. You know what's, yeah, yeah. You know what's sad, though? Off, five five you... things our dads taught us or how, how yeah. we were raised by people that were helping us out or things that made you who you are today. You know, I know Papa was an influence to you. I know Hollywood was an influence to you and things that made you who you are. You know, there's certain things that happened that you're like, take this right down, right to my son, and I'm going to keep teaching them no, that absolutely. stuff yeah that's good you know? stuff man no i learned a lot from you andy as well andy's been oh, a big yeah. part of my life yeah. as well and i i felt shout bad out I, didn't to shout, Drew. I didn't I shout him you. out man yeah i follow them yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a great dude man way to go andy um so yeah i mean i'm fortunate you know and when you start doing good and doing better people see that and they see that they know where you were at and they're more willing to kind of stick their neck out for you. You got to earn people's trust back and things like that. Oh, yeah, you know man. what I mean? It's just... Uh, yeah, because you don't want to be giving them no booty hoes. But, but the thing about it is, you know, like Pops, Pops never wavered. Nope. You know, no matter what I was going through, he stayed consistent. He's one of the few people that ever did. So I have to thank him for that, and that's what really helped me uh, go to the next level. So that's, that's something I'll forever you be know, grateful for. That's awesome. One of the things that Pops was good about was reading people well. Um, I just remember this was when I had my first crush on a girl, and oh, my heart boy. my heart got broken because she dumped me. Oh shit! You were sad. Dog. I was sad, man. I was like a little puppy dog in a room. He's like, "You break up? What's with he me? doing in that room over there?" <laughs> you know, he opened up the door. <laughs> What's your problem? I said, "Oh, you know, so and so broke up with me." He goes, "And I loved her." And he goes, "You're 15 years old." He goes, "You didn't love her." Yeah, I do, Dad. I do. And he goes, "You love that pussy." He goes, "You didn't love her." <laughs> and man, I straightened straight out like a two by four. I'm like, well, "I did." He goes, yeah. "No, nah, man." He says, "You're too young to know what love yeah. is, boy. Get out there and go see you the real love world." Anyone. Like he gave me this like you know pep talk, and I was like, the, as I got a little older and realized, you know, love when it's love. That shit hurt, don't it? Right, but it yeah. was it was a shop talk in itself because he was sure. giving me the you know that. The real world stuff. I'm like, man, I'm in love, man. I really love you. That love is a motherfucker. Girl. You love what was between them legs, boy. You got <laughs> like your that first juicy fruit, man. Uh, I tell you, man. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I guess he's right. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. <laughs> yeah, just wild, man. Sometimes those are the best talks, too. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Oh no doubt, man. This ain't gonna be your first, no your last. Man, son. he snapped me back to reality real quick. Mm-hmm. He's like, get out there and cut that fucking grass. I'm like, oh yes, sir. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Keep it moving, baby. It don't stop. Absolutely. All right, Grandmaster, I'm going to swing it back around. Yeah, man. Uh, one of my lifetime moments was getting married. Um, it was like that, you know, the commitment, the whole, you know, uh, 
you know, man, this is, this is forever, you know, and, and you believe that. And I still do to this day, but that was a, that was a fun day. It was such, I remember everything about my wedding day. Uh, we had a blast all, I mean, the, a lot of people I went to school with and hung out with were all in my wedding. I had a, we had a big wedding party, man. I think we had like 14 people, you know, seven bridesgrooms. So, <laughs> I mean, it was just nuts, I stood man. up for one of those. I get it. Yeah, man. And uh, I think you got one you're, you got this weekend. You're, you're in a wedding too, right? Yeah, actually tomorrow. There's yeah. only five and five though. So oh, that's not bad. But that's yeah, right. it was, yeah. it was exciting, man. So for me, that was an exciting day. I just remembered, uh, you know, we had, it was, of course, on a Saturday, we had the big, uh, big church, uh, you know, the ceremony at the big hall. And then we had one day of downtime, then we were packing to go on our honeymoon. And um, we went on a cruise. We went on our very first uh, trip together beyond, you know, what we've ever done in our life, which was just traveling local, you know, states and stuff like that. A&W. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, we're going on a cruise Spaghetti ship, Spaghetti Palace, baby. you remember that? Spaghetti you know, Palace. Dude, and I didn't realize them cruise ships had buffets like they did, man. I gained motherfucking 15 pounds on this cruise, man. <laughs> you tear it up, Brad? Oh, man, I had people knocking at my door all hours of night. Got your food. I'm like, oh man. She's like, you're eating again. You're gonna look like the nutty professor by the time we come off this cruise. And I'll tell you, it was a great time. But that was so much fun. And uh, man, the time goes by really fast. But you know, that day as as it happens, it was just. Um, it, and I look back at all the people that were there on that day. You know, we're talking about people we lost, and uh, her aunt, her mom and dad. You know, sister-in-law, friends, a lot of people, man. And we looked at an old wedding picture not too long ago. And uh, we looked at each other and go, oh, my gosh. We started counting people. Mm. Like, we were up to, like, 15 people that were no longer here. Wow. So that's why I'm going back to this, like, enjoy the time. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your time while you're with, with people, right? And that's, like, one of those things, like, oh, man, do you remember, you know, Uncle Jack, how funny he was? He was always the first one to get out on the dance floor, mm -hmm. you know? Or, you know... This aunt was the crazy one. She had two drinks and she was hitting on every young guy in the place. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like, it was so much fun. But that, you know, that was like one of those lifetime moments. It was, it was yeah. like a big party that I never forgot, you know, but it was, it was a special moment. No, that's absolutely. That's something to be very proud of. And it, there's, it goes back to lessons and loss. Like, even though yeah. when you lose people, like you said about the lesson in that, that way you can yeah. teach the message to other people yes, and remind yes. them that, Hey, you need to be happy because this is a temporary. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You feel it. You know you're in that position. Yeah. You know what this feels like. So you're putting that word out. And I'm trying to I'm trying to pass that down to other people now. Believe it or not, I'm I'm trying to be a, a person that can tell my kids that. You know, I got my my daughters uh, this weekend are in Nashville, Tennessee. We were always talking about you know I love barbecue, so we were talking about like doing this this going down to Nashville and hitting all these barbecue joints down there. So. My daughter's like, yeah, we're going to Nashville. Well, she didn't invite me, which kind of pissed me off. But <laughs> And I know she's doing it because she's getting married, but it's like her friends and her fiancé and, and her sister. And so I said, the one thing I want you to do, A, be careful. Don't do anything stupid. And send me pictures of that food. And make sure <laughs> you yeah. know where the good send stuff's at. when I go down there, I'm definitely going to oh, hit yeah. these places. I know a lot of people going to Nashville, though. I hear it's the bomb. It's it's it's, it's It's like... Uh, a big party city, really. Yeah, and I'm not like the biggest country guy, but I do like country, so I would, I would love to There's go. Some fine, yeah. women. Oh Call man, me a Mexican mm -hmm. cowboy, Holmes. Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a special day for me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. Hollywood. Oh man, this one's a big one. Um, I remember winning my first title. Are you looking in at my list, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. My first heavyweight title in '96. 
which I was with Floyd Mayweather. He was on my team. And uh, I also won in 98, but that very first one, I mean, having the crowd barely barely knew who I was and just beating their champion, coming to their hometown, winning that, that was the, the best feeling. And also having to fight on the same card as my first son. He was the first fight. I was the main event. And that was that was very special. Well, that's that's rare yeah. that that lines yes. up that way. That's the one that I was, was at, wasn't it? Yeah, Rico. Yeah. yeah. But to be able to fight on the same card as your son, that was just amazing. But them titles, and then I fought on in St. Louis, and when I met Leon Spinks. You met Leon Spinks? Yeah, yeah. He was he was slow, man. He was sad. Sat yeah. right next to him. We were watching Corey Spinks fight. You know, at the at the tournament. Wow. Leon and, Spinks um, was a hell of a boxer. Oh, you should have seen how big his hands were, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. Did you know what? Uh, we met Tommy Hearns. He was at the Azteca gym. Yeah. Uh, was it three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, Mikey's got a picture with yep. him and everything. It was really cool. The Hitman? The Tommy Hearns? Yeah, the Hitman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right with my mom. Yeah, it was yep. really, really cool. Um, so, I mean, that was amazing. That's a very, very big part of my life, That uh, the boxing. No, I know how much you loved it, too. You were oh, really, really into it. That's what I worked for, yeah. and I achieved it. And I'm a two-time champ, and now I'm in the Hall of Fame of uh, amateur boxing. You're in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No shit. Down there in Grand Rapids, uh, they put it in broider, and they made a Corian stone down in D- downtown Grand Rapids. And you- any fighter that fought who's won more than one title is embroidered in the Hall of Fame of amateur boxing. Wow. That's badass. Congratulations. I had, I had no idea. Uh, so here's something yes. I never knew about you. Yeah. That's what makes these segments so cool because yeah. as long as I've known you, we're sitting next to a Hall of Famer. Philly. Officially, yes. It's official. I mean, there's like there's something in Grand Rapids. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And I said, you know, like Ali and all them, they're the same way. I, I'm not on that wall with them, but they're in their own wall from their state, but the state of Michigan. That's pretty cool, you know, man. Yep. That's really good stuff. I had no idea, man. Yeah. That's special. I found that Proud out. Of when you, we man. went for Mateo's fight. We went down there and uh talked to the the head official and all they said, you know, we're doing a monument down here. Mm. He said, for all the fighters, the Hall of Fame who who's won more than one title. He said, and you know, you're in it. How many titles did you win? I won two. Nice. That's awesome, man. And I've been there four times. There's a reason I never wanted to piss this guy <laughs> off. Outside of the fact he's got me by about six inches in height and he's got bigger shoulders than me two times, but he's a he's a bad hombre. Oh, man, I loved it, man. I, I tell you what, man, when when I hammered their champion, uh, Craig Bird, I mean, this guy could hit. He was he was like looked like Foreman. Yeah. And I remember Pops going, man, when I seen him, you were kind of like I was playing rope-a-dope a little bit because I always had, like, Ali in, in my mind, and he come with them big clubs. Boom. I said, man, it, it's time to roll. This guy can hit. Yeah. Okay? So I took him. I took him out late late in the rounds, and by the third round, he had nothing left in him. I was just pounding him. And then David uh, Bustle, another guy, tough man contest, came in. They were debating if he was going to fight him or not. And I said, I accept the challenge. I'll fight anyone. And I stopped him in the third bloodied him bad man i think i broke his nose and um i kind of actually felt bad i looked at the ref at the time was like man you got to stop this man i'm gonna hurt this guy bad how many uh how many minute rounds were there three three minutes yep that's pretty impressive man and and the thing about boxing too i mean you have a team right you have trainers and coaches yeah you're in there by yourself that's it you know i mean that's really at the end of the day you're you got to rely on you and your training 
and yes. you got to go out there and execute it. So yes. I think it's cool. Like, you know, we've been on softball teams together, yes. won championships, mm-hmm. multiple. Um, we played against each other, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, but that, that's props to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And besides that, everything was great. <laughs> it cool. was great. Great. Well, my next one is along the similar lines, but um, I won a, a baseball championship with the Little League team. That was great, but it doesn't doesn't compare as much to, uh, thank you, uh, the football championship. Oh, um, you're amazing, man. To have a undefeated season, um, that, that much talent around me was just, it was amazing. And the hardest thing was, uh, it wasn't that fun until the end because of all the extracurricular shit that was going on. And I think that's the hardest part about youth sports today is when you get all these, these parents involved that they all have the next O.J. Simpson, right? They all do they the have next, a pedigree? A lot of them don't, mate. <laughs> Some of them do, and, and the bloody parents ruin it for them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I, I was ball. A bunch of overgrown monsters manhandling each other. Remember when that man wanted you to play foosball? Bo- I've, I've fallen out <laughs> with friends. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's got, it got nuts, man. The ride was just so rocky. I couldn't really enjoy it. But that moment when we started to pull away after halftime, you just think back to all the work and the years and the, uh, the hours. And people just, it's not just two hours a day at practice and two hours on Saturday or Sunday. Like, it's the coaches' meetings, the text messages, the film study. You know, we want those kids to be successful. Oh, absolutely. And it's not, uh, oh, woe is me, or, you know, pound my chest moment. It's a great feeling, yes. I, I know I was part of that, and I helped rally oh, yeah. the troops. But they are who we thought they were. And lead those were. horses to water, you know what I mean? But to experience that with my son, too, I just I thought it was. And I remember all the, all the phone call nights and the questions you used to ask me about being a coach. Yeah. And all the times. And to see you be that successful. And I loved it. When I came to that football game and I seen you have that stroke up and down, I said, look at this kid. They all, it, all get off man. together and work as and one. It was, it was, you had the headset on. I go, look, he's got total control. Yeah. And that was amazing to see, to be there, to be part of that when you won that championship game. Because yeah. we all win. Yeah, for you know, sure. This is family. This is, this is blood. This is another championship. It's part of the legacy. Both yes. of you guys were there. My mom was there. Had multiple friends there. It was a, it was a great experience. And then, actually, uh, we came up short. The year before, that was a great group of kids, and that's okay. And they it went happens. to varsity, and they actually won it on that same night. There you go. So it was like that's a, that's, that's part of life. It was, uh, but you only learn that when you start losing stuff. Yes, very true. Um, so it was it was extra special because it was it was a doubleheader. Um, a lot of just a great moment. I'll never forget, man. If a lot of people knew the way that you talked outside of the game, they would really get appreciation for who you are as a coach. And to say, you know, at the time this guy really puts in and how he carries these kids on his heart and loves them. And even with his son, you you didn't play the, well, you're my son, you get to play like some coaches do. With You treated Mikey like everybody else. You're going to earn your position. And that, that that's amazing because no it doesn't happen a lot. And that's where you get the feuds with parents. Oh, well, his son's going to play, of course, is that. No, he didn't have that free path. He earned it. Yeah. And you know, part of the pedigree, man. I got to tell you this, because <clears throat> all kidding aside, I went to the championship game. This was your undefeated season. Right. And I went to a couple other games. It was during the playoffs and everything like that. But this was the championship game. This was, like, for everything. And after the game was won, 
I never seen a more humble person than how he approached it. I mean, he was more happier for the team and each kid and, and how I watched all these parents come out of the stands. Like there was a rock star out there. Yeah. Like they were coming, like the beeves was in town or something, you know, <laughs> but how he conducted himself with the humble attitude and how those kids looked up to him. That was a special moment for me that I know that you weren't just a coach. You were mentoring you know, yes, young, young men. No doubt. And that was such a cool thing to see. And I was so proud of you. Thank you. you know, that was a very cool moment. And, uh, you know, that takes a special person to keep that balance there. And the way you handled it, it was, it was freaking phenomenal, man. I'm not, I mean, keep doing what you're doing because I know you're at a different level of it now. And I feel you're going to go further with this down the road. But just keep doing what you're doing. You, you know, you came from those early beginnings of training and teaching younger kids, but now you're moving into a higher yes. level of coaching. Right. But there's no doubt about it. That's definitely one of your lifetime moments right there because that's gonna you're going to play that in your head 30, 40 years from now. Oh, so will they? Sure. They'll yeah. remember. They're not going to forget. That was that awesome. special group. You know, people always say, oh, it's youth sports or it's this. Oh, no. You had this person, that no, person. No, man. That's where it starts, dude. Yes. You, you listen to any pro athlete, they'll tell you. They don't want to talk about their college days. Right. They don't want to talk about their new pro coach. They want to go back to my coach in high mm. school, my coach that I had in Little League. Right. Those are the influencers. You're an uh, influencer. Yeah. And what speaks to it is like, because you can win, right, all day long and not have right. an impact on individuals, right? It's not really about the wins because I have tons of friends I've made and I still, the kids reach out. You know what I mean? I just think that's, that's the real reward in it all. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, it was more than just the on the field stuff. Yeah. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> you, know, you have to teach them on, on losing just as well. Well, you know yeah. what? The, um, Two years prior, I, I went to the championship game, my first season as head coach, and we lost in a heartbreaking fashion, you know, and to get that revenge two years later against a great organization was just the icing on the cake. And actually to have people realize, you know, everything that we had gone through and, you know, people that gave me a ton of gray hair that year, you know, buying my, my drinks and my food and stuff. Oh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so they finally realized, okay, you know, there's a method to the madness. Some people don't like the way your philosophy, but it worked. Do you remember what you said to that assistant coach? You told me that one day. Uh, I don't. Actual audio. Robert better not get in my face. Because <laughs> I'll drop that motherfucker. <laughs> I probably you, did you say were, that once or twice. You tenacity, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You, Master B's a witness to it because he was part of it. Your father was a part of it. They had one of the best football teams to ever put on purple and gold. And to this day, I still honor that team because I was part of the team three years prior that was pushing to beat their record, mm -hmm. and we fell short. And I says, you know what? Because we didn't have guys that had the heart like some of these guys did. Yeah. You've seen these guys play? They was a pack, man. Yeah, we yeah. were small. Mm -hmm. um, we had a great quarterback, uh, Vince, fucking Tremendous athlete. I mean, that guy, he was, he was a good athlete. Silver Dome, I remember that. He was, he, this dude could take a hit. He'd get up and he'd, he'd just rally everybody together. I'm like, he just got up from that hit. Mm. Like, he'd get, he'd get clotheslined, man. He got up like no problem. He had that it factor, but he had control of that offense. And that was like one of those things. We weren't the biggest. You look at these guys now, the high school, they're, they're, they're monsters, man. They don't oh, yeah. even look like they belong there. They're doing mm. year round conditioning and everything like that. 
but we didn't have a big team. But we ended up, you know, losing three games by a total of I want to say fourteen or fifteen points. Total. They had heart. We could have went, heart. you know, but we were playing against bigger schools, sure, and they had bigger people, yes. and they were just faster, and that's kind of what won the game. But you could never take anything away from us on what we did and what we accomplished Absolutely because not. we we were. Not the biggest guys in the world outside of, you know, a handful like, you know, Vince and uh, a couple of the other guys that were standouts like, you know, Danny Drake, a uh, big receiver. He went on to get a Saint college. John, who's no uh, longer with us. Rosati, who went on to kick for a college team because yeah. this dude could boot 40-yard field goals like nobody's business. I'm like, this this don't seem normal. Right. But we had the right group of people. Sure. But we had also the right attitude. We had a no-bullshit attitude. Yes. When it was game time, I mean, you thought we were all on roids, man. We were just fucking <laughs> raging to go <laughs> knock some heads off, man. Yeah. And Memorial I think, Field was rocking. Right. Everybody was I mean, was we had there. full stands, dude. Yes. It, was, it, was, it, was, yes. it was a fun time, man. Absolutely. I wish I could experience stuff like that. In high school, we weren't that good. I'll be the first to say I'm a way better coach than I was a player. I just wasn't – I didn't apply myself then. I look back, I'm like, damn, I was such a knucklehead. I wasted that time. Woulda, shoulda, I, coulda, man. Yeah, yeah but you, know? you learn from that. That's yeah. why it makes me who I am now. But you're living vicariously through some of these uh, athletes now. You're, you're saying, man, I know if I get this – you know, person to do this, he's going to be better because yeah. I know this is the recipe to make success. Yeah. And it's really not about the end result. What, what I like best and, and um, judge myself on is how my worst player progresses throughout the season. To me, that's, like that's that. what it's really no, I about. I like that. Yeah. It's am a I, challenge, right? Am I doing my job getting yes. him along, you know, and, and yes, up to par? Does he know more about football? That's Does, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, the, the athletes are easy. You're always going to have a few Do you of those. see a difference from when this kid first stepped on the field yeah. to now? Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's another rewarding thing when, when parents are like, yo, you really helped my child. Oh, you know, so You do a good job. I yeah, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of cred to you, Philly. I, I mean, I watch you go through the ranks. I watch where you were at and how you've excelled through this. Um, I think this is, this is going to be one of these lifelong passions for you. Yeah. I think this will be in your wheelhouse for a long time. Well, even when I think I get burnt out, like, you know, I, I, I talk to both you guys about decisions I've made with my career oh, and whatnot. Absolutely. And, you know, even when you think you want to walk away, you, you, get, you get sucked <laughs> back in. <No. laughs> they pull you right back in. <laughs> they'll, they'll make you come back. And look, you were wanted by more than just one. You, you had other schools that were yes. buddies of yours that fell into the coaching yeah, game I mean, that were like, hey, man. Hey man. Hey man. <laughs> hey man, you want to come out here to play for the Raiders? You want to coach this offensive line, man? Yeah, man. And you got Brett Fire. <laughs> well, I you know, he'll go down as one of the best Pop Warner coaches ever next to Brett Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. That's a That's great awesome. one, dude. Great. I, I had a gut feeling that was gonna come out of you today, but uh, you know, that's that's the way it is, man. Well, no. I want to bust a double horizontal on your ass. <laughs> Another pep talk. Hell yeah, man. Well, thanks for letting me share. I appreciate for shizzle. that. Grandmaster, slide it back around. All right. So this one's going to seem a little vague, but I still, my, bless you. Uh, this, I still think this one is yet to be written. Um, I got my daughters getting married, and I think that's going to be one of those lifetime moments. Like, you know, I'll go to my first one, which is becoming a father, watching that baby come into the world. Raising her with my wife, yes. going through those, you know, kitty years, the teenage years, the, you know, adolescent years, and all of a sudden, my little girl's getting married, right? So that one in itself is going to be, for me, the day hasn't come yet, but that's one that I think will be like, wow, it's full yeah. circle. It's come full circle. Yes. You know, when you see your babies getting married and having a husband, 
And I, I love the guy she's with. Um, it's just going to be different. So that's and that's gonna, a big part too. Oh, you, you love the yeah. guy she's with. That's amazing. No man, man. Miguel, he's a great dude. He listens to the podcast often. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, they're almost like a brother and sister gang, man. Like he's into golfing and he's into this and that. She's into it. But you know, um, the good thing about my daughter, she carries my edge. So she straightens his ass out pretty quick. <laughs> and I mean, it's funny how it operates too in the relationship. Like she'll be like, clean up this goddamn house. And all of a sudden he's like, he's, uh, he's doing you it, go. you know, yeah. but there's, there's mutual respect. And I think that's a big part of the relationship. It's, you know, you know, once all the euphoria wears off, you have yeah. to know each other, you know, Absolutely. read one another, have good, good chemistry. And with, uh, you know, with, with, with this guy, I'm, I'm like a son to me, you know, I, I mean, they were playing flag football when they were in grade school together. So that's going to be one of mine yet to be written. So, yeah, yeah you told, you were yeah. telling me that story. That's awesome. You know, yeah. even when they tried to go their separate ways, they came back. So they shout came out back. to B and Mike. That that's means, awesome. Yeah. Shout out to you. Great yeah. people. Absolutely. And shout out to B's keto treats, by the way. Oh yeah. Nice. We got, we got to get uh B's uh, keto treats, a, a plug here. Um, you know, we're going to put her on the uh, podcast here one day. We're going to come up with some information for people to go to uh, her website if you're into the keto stuff. Yeah, yeah, we could have her on one day, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be very cool. Bring some cheesecake with you. We're, all, we're definitely going to hook you up with some cheesecake, man. <laughs> it's delicious. Please, please bring the yeah. strawberry. Do you like cherries? Uh, bring I do some like cheese those. and crackers. A little cherry on top, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So who's up? All right, Hollywood. You want to? Uh, we're on four, right? Everybody on four. I'm. I think we're on five. We might be on five. Yeah, I'm we're sorry. on. We're on we, five. We may be on five. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of Aussie mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're moving right along. You're not here. drinking the whiskey, are you? Uh, yeah. Little Corona mug. Number five. Okay, my number five is is um, <laughs> last but not least, um, being able to play softball with all my brothers at one time at Barrymore's was the most exciting thing. Yeah. To have all my brothers on the field. At one time, playing, and we won a championship that year, and that that to me is forever in my head, you know, because like part of that, my brother Scott passed away, two thousand six. Yeah, God rest his soul. And he was a part of what that. What a good sir. guy. What a and good what guy. a wonderful man. And that was a lifetime moment that was very very hard, and it still is hard. So like. Losing a sibling and be like, you know, you losing your dad. I I feel different feels, but I I understand that pain, because he was, you know, Scotty was, you know, yeah. you knew you played football with him too as well. No man, I I remember him very well. Just very a well. big big loss, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he pushes me every day, um, you know, when I have a hard time with it and everything like that. And just what a great dude. I love him and I miss him and and just. That was one of my greatest moments. That's a special you know, one. Yeah, without just, you know, having the death of him and all that, too. I wanted to mix that together. To, but, yeah, that was very, very special to me. Yeah. yeah. You Uncle have some Scotty. good memories. Yes. You know, you have good memories. Yes. And uh, I know you still believe and you oh, still yeah. hear and yeah. talk to him in certain ways. Oh, absolutely. And, God rest his soul. I love him, man. Every, yeah. every I talk to him, pray. And, you know, it was cool. Uh, when I went to your house one time, I was, you know, obviously really shy, a little mm-hmm. awkward as a kid. So I went in the room and played Madden. He was the only one to come in there and sit there and talk to me. Yeah, for like that, an hour. that that yeah. was Scott. Yeah. That's the Scott I remember. He was he was the type of person that if he kind of seen you by yourself, mm. he'd gravitate to you and just yeah. strike a conversation. Yeah. He was never shy. Always had a very outgoing personality, very 
humble, even keel. Yeah. That was how he was, man. That's how yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Teddy bear. Good, he was a teddy dude. bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great dude, man. Yes, absolutely. So uh Philly, that that's a good one. Yeah. That's a and good one. And there could have been so many. I mean, we could go on and on with all the Yeah, oh, we yeah. so many. For you sure. remember, besides that, I mean that's a that's a really important uh piece of your life right there. But uh, on another another subject, you remember you used to always go to those uh BYOV parties? Do you remember those? What's Does anyone, that? You don't what? The B Y O V parties. What's that? Bring your own Vaseline. What the? <laughs> Did you go to the tour's uh, nah. uh, toga party when he had that one? Yeah, over there? I remember that. I was I'm kicked out. Sky goes, you can't come here. I'm like, I don't want to go in there. You guys look a little fruity to me, <laughs> man. I'm not showing up to that You're party. You're wearing a white seat. I mean, a bunch here. of guys in togas. I'm like, eh, I think I'll skip this yeah. one. Hard pass, gay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm out of here. All right, so my last one is going to be um, being on stage. Uh, awesome. My biggest show was like, you know, five to 600 people, whatever. But for me, that was a big deal, you know. And actually, my very, very first show, we were at like, a, we w- took this, uh, this party, and we didn't know what kind of party it was. We went into a blind. We, d- we did a set, and it was downtown in some warehouse. It was like a goth party. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. Those are some pretty guys, popular. Yeah. You guys some rappers going in there and these people like screaming music it's like these so, like, people you can dressed imagine. in black leather and all this yeah, crazy so, looking mm-hmm. goth shit and there you are that like yo what's up really bitches well. <laughs> yeah it was just it was not uh not a good time it was very humbling but just getting a little taste and that struggle made me want more and eventually we got in the studio we kept doing like little open mics and whatnot and finally getting to that emerald show actually i did it once and it was oh, you great did it, you did the i didn't know you did the emerald we did the emerald the hayloft oh that the hayloft was i was at the yeah. i was at the hayloft show i remember that because that's a, yeah. that's the footage i have of you yeah but i didn't know you did the emerald theater oh yeah yeah is no, that when you shit. got the you got the award there yeah that was at the first one the first one yeah 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 because your what mom was what there, award was did there? you get it was like a single of the year, yeah, an underground yeah. single of the year. Are you serious? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Was, I mean, I'm related a, to you, and I don't even know this stuff. It was like, you know, it was for a promoter, but but still, it was kind of cool. Yeah. They, they recognized you. How many, how many people yeah. were you up against in that same category? There was, there was a lot of artists that, I mean, we had like VIP treatment in the back and everything. Like, it was pretty cool. I know. I was drunk that night. <laughs> wow. Actual <laughs> audio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what are you doing in there? I mean, that was like big time. Like, man, look. Oh my God! Look at this guy. It was the first taste of you know what what could have been, but then you know I started getting out of it. Obviously, because my son was born. Yeah. And I, you know, at a certain point, it's not making money. It don't make sense, right? So you right. got to do what you got to do for your family. But music, that whole maturation and that process really helped me in a lot of ways too, getting things off my chest. And um, I, I just again going back to hosting. I'm not like the biggest drinker or partier. Yeah. But I I, I like the energy. It, I felt different. Because you know me, I'm a laid-back, pretty humble guy. Yeah. When I get on stage, it's like there's that. But, that dude, yeah, I mean, dude. In, in your time, and you think about it, I mean, we talked about being a father. Yeah. Being a coach to a bunch of kids. Right. Basically. Rap artist. Right. Songwriter. You even wrote a freaking movie. <laughs> and then Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That prick Jeff. What, yeah. what happened to the movie script? I mean, Martin Scorsese never got a chance to read it? Yeah, you know. What happened to that? You know, yeah. Joe Pesci lined up and everything. Come on. Yeah, I was gonna show. I was gonna show up. I, I told. I, I pretty much told the guy, look, I'll play the part, but you know, it's gonna cost you a few bucks. I even had Borat before my time, and oh, uh, this guy uh, Phil. Yes, yeah. yes. So you did have a movie. You had written something for yeah. that as well, right? It was a high school like horror flick. Man, I had it all written out. Wow. Um, it's like a short film screenplay type deal. 
but I just I love to write. My favorite subject in school was English, believe it or not. Awesome. Wow. I, love, I love to read and write. And I'm not like the best speaker or anything, but I just I was really into that. And it translates to music because you have to structure your words. Yep. Um yeah, and going in there and recording, you have to, you know, read. So, I mean, but it's just amazing, man. That's me. you're going to you're going to get a kick out of one of my uh did you knows about reading and writing, music. Okay, I'm I'm curious about that. Yes. They're from England. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you you would see Philly and you'd be like Wow, he gets the mic. Listen, and he's man, this different person. It, this he's is like freaking Aussie. This is the dude that you know. And, and I'm. We talked about this, but he was such a shy, shy yeah. kid. I mean, I remember taking him to go see dinosaurs at the zoo, and I used to say, you know, come on, look at these big dinosaurs, and he'd be like, well, okay. He was like really shy, scared of them. This fucking guy's he's crazy now. I mean, he's a totally different person, but he's a I mean, he's a good man. Yes, but yes. he grew out of that shell, but he still can back it down. That's yeah. what I like about it. you keep yeah. that balance yep. going, right. which is very hard for some people. Either yeah. they go all out crazy and they yeah. lose who they were. He kept his balance. He man. put so that mic in his hand no, and it's like, it. "Word." We what? all have our moments. <laughs> what? I mean, I was amazed. I was amazed when I went and seen him. Yeah, I couldn't. I could not believe what I was seeing. When I seen him at that one show, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is not." And like, as soon as the fucking light came on, he grabbed the mic. I'm like, "This ain't the same dude, man." That's like he just totally lit it up. Yes, yes. And I gotta find that freaking footage of you, man, because I've got some really good stuff of you and Just James. I think I still have a DVD you gave me. I did. Oh, I, I must have burned, burned it. it. I, yeah. I know I tried to get it over to you right away because there's some really great pictures. Yeah. And you look fly, dude. That now you had the leather going. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, looking, James too. He yeah. just is like, like, wow, look at these guys. They walk in. They're they're not way out there, and they get yeah. up on the stage, and they're just rolling right wow. and i remember there was competition there that night right because there was guys that really thought they were like the next you know oh, for sure oh, yeah. they thought they were the next uh oh yeah. big and small <laughs> one you know i met some one, really two. some really cool people but it's so competitive the music it, industry. Dude, exactly oh, yeah. that's where i was going to go with this philly it seemed like it was like like they were like looking at you like who this motherfucker up here yeah, talking, man he shouldn't be talking like he don't know his stuff and man you brought the game and that when it was over they applauded they you, knew. man, because they knew yeah. it was the real. I was deal. at uh, the old. Um, what's that place on Hoover? The Ritz. The Ritz. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's. No, I don't think no. The Ritz was on Gratiot, uh, wasn't no, it? Hollywood. Eminem uh, was at that one time. Um, I know what, what bar you're talking you about. Yeah, so I was there for like the open bar, mic. The bar. bar. We were at the bar, um, and we did like a little competition. I did my single, and the third verse, I I wrote a Spanish verse. So on the stream, it said that I won. I don't know how many people were looking, but they voted me. And, uh, what the fuck? That you was think the first you were Mark time... Anthony back then or no, something? No, no, no. Like, but that was, saying... a, that was the first time I actually got booed. And the, the host was against me, too. What? Wow. Yeah. He's like, man, nobody understand that shit. Man, we ain't like, down man, in Miami, motherfucker. You can't be playing this, this yeah, yeah, Dominican was, shit. Yeah, and it almost went down, you know? So, uh, yeah, anyway, that, that was but, another. But you were ahead of your game, but dude. Now, yeah, I didn't now care, the style you know? is they, yeah. they, do, they do the bilingual. They'll do, you know, they'll do throw some Spanish rap. Like Bad Bunny. Like... Like three oh five worldwide. Yeah, He's just always trying to throw some flavor in there, in there man. Yeah. You know, be so, be different. You know, yes, and, and don't absolutely. be afraid, Mister Worldwide. Right. Yeah. Like Andrew, he was talking about making a song. I'm like, do it, man. Like it's a sense of accomplishment. You tried something. Yeah. You know why not try? Why it? not try it, man? You never know yeah. what can come of it, man. There's mm -hmm. always. I mean, you got to just. That's one of the cool things that you've always done is like you never stop from trying. Yeah. You know, I think all of us have done this at some point in our life, like. You know, if you just sit there and say, yeah, I don't know if I should, fuck it, just do it. 
go try it. I'm not saying not nothing destructive, but something right, right. like what you're talking about. Yeah. What's with some intelligent thoughts behind it and writing music or wanting to play a you know an instrument or something like that. Yeah, I always wanted to learn to play a guitar. You know, mm-hmm. and I always thought that would be the coolest thing. And I, back when I was younger, I'm like, man, this be a chick yeah. pick, man. If I could play some strings, oh for sure. You know, that, that I mean, was um, that was a dream of mine too, is to perform with the live band on stage. It's something I always wanted to do. I never got that chance. It's never too late. You never know. Hey, what American, American Idol, Idol. Band. You know? give them the mic, start going. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah, I mean, there's there's other things I'd still like to accomplish with that. That's why. I wrote that song I did because, and I, me and James actually went last summer. He's pushing me, pushing me, sent me a few beats, and said, man, I know you still got it in you, man. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, wrote, based I on that last. Basically, in yeah. one day, we went to the studio that night and recorded it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he did a great job, man. I wish James was here because we could elaborate on this. Oh, all night, absolutely. But it's all good, man. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick pause in the action to tell you about Cooper Lawnscape, Metro Detroit's expert quality service provider for all your landscaping and lawn needs. You can visit them on the web at cooperlawnscape.com or hit them at 586-329-9925. Also on all the social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call there and ask for Chad. He's the owner. That's my boy, Coop Dog, and make sure to let him know that Philly sent you. Again, that's cooperlawnscape.com, 586-329-9925 is the phone number. I promise y'all will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the show. So, All right, uh, so what do we got? I mean, I I went through my five. Yeah, uh, Hollywood, are you are you I on? Went through mine. You went through yeah, your five. Absolutely. Okay, so, so um, Grandmaster B, take the stage. Bruce. All right, so the did you know? Here we go. Um, Americans spend more than four hours a day listening to music. Americans spend more than four hours a day listening to music. So in I a combination that, of commuting, driving. Uh, working out at the gym, yeah. you know, I'm sure we all listen to some tunes at some point today. I don't know if it quite added up to four hours, depending yeah. on how long of a day you had and how much stop and go you had in your day. But um, I could see that being a reality because there's some days, man, I get on a tear, man. I'll be listening to some tunes for like two, three hours. Oh, for sure. And 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 another I, good song, another good song. And another one, DJ Khalid. Oh. <laughs> you know. It's bad when you got serious too, because oh. there's no commercials and they just keep oh, going. Oh yeah, yeah. I got like, Spotify, man. Do you guys have Spotify? I have it. It's freaking awesome, man. I create my own song list and everything like that. Oh, okay. You know, I got all kinds of really cool. I got it for different moods too. Like if I'm in a Motown kind of mood, I got all my hits lined right, up, man. Right. I just hit play and just it could just oh, nice. at random throw me some hits and I'll be like, this is cool. You got that? I'm gonna lay back with the turtle wax list, uh, dog. Why? Uh. I got I got my rap. I got my chill music. I got, you got that two two I'm short blow to you, man. This this Spotify is the bomb. I mean, I've got all kinds of crazy stuff on here. Like I got categories for like country music, reggae. I'm looking nice. at it. Uh, what is this dance hits like come yeah, on man come that's, on, man. that's a little soft uh but 80s and 90s favorites you know hollywood we're uh, going back to the old go. days i got that what's going on man <laughs> so yeah i'm all about it man so I, I think that's really cool and i think there's some legitimacy to that man people do love their music so absolutely uh, facts yeah so uh the the next did you know the most expensive instrument in the world uh anybody want to take a guess on what uh what it sold for and what we is the most? We're instrument? talking. We're talking the most expensive instrument in the world. Mm. I'm gonna say piano. That's a really good guess. I'm gonna say that. Um, that big. It looks like a big guitar they play with the. Uh, uh, what's that cost? Uh, you're real big. You know you're you're about? pretty. You're really close. It's a Stradivarius violin. Okay. Uh, it sold in 2011 
U.S. dollars, $15.9 million. Jesus. Wow. Stradivarius. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Setzer Orchestra with the big bass and all that, yes. the plucking mm. the you know the bass uh, chords. Huge. So yeah, the Stradivarius. Uh, it's called the Lady Blunt. Is the name of the instrument? They named it the Lady Blunt. Be uh, careful on that Lady Blunt. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen that. I'm like, man, that's the only <laughs> instrument that went for them. But that's like crazy. I, you know, Philly. I thought for sure it would be a piano, something mm. like really. Mozart or something like that maybe yeah. touched it or something like but who knows but that was kind of weird uh here's another did you know one in five country music songs refer to alcohol i could see that too. one in three to tears and one in seven to mama mm. so if you listen to some country music you know there's always talk about the truck and the girl that got away you know crying and alcohol oh yeah but uh country music has its own kind of twist on things it's always something a little bit different for um, sure so here's the one that i was going to stump you guys with uh, i'm going to just leave it out here like this not a single member of this band could read or write music ironically they have the most number one hits of all time with 20 was it the freaking Beatles? It was the Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. None of us, none of us could fucking read music. We're fucking incompetent, John. <laughs> We're short commons, man. But we could sing, Do You Love Me? Uh, yeah, so I, I found that one to be fucking wow. ridiculous, man. I'm thinking here's four pretty good, talented people, yes. you know, and, uh, and 20 number one hits through the all-time leading artists for number one songs. And none wild. of them fucking read or wrote That's music. That's wild. It's wow. like. Someone wrote their tunes, someone wrote their music and said, you guys just sing and that's all you need to do. And they got the most number one singles of all time in Damn, music. Damn, man. Redunculous, man. Above all odds, man. Oh, that's, that's just crazy. That's, that guy's a knucklehead. All four of them are just plain out knuckleheads. <laughs> all right. A person's heartbeat mimics the beat of the music he or she is listening to. Kind of weird to think about it, huh? Damn Your it. heartbeat mimics the beat of the music so mm. th that one i'm finding to be a little bit of a stretch because if there's like a really like rapid like yeah that's what i was just thinking like, man what, what's going on i don't know yeah, if my heart's like gonna shit's gonna explode right i'm yeah. like i gotta I go know. to the bathroom <laughs> I, I don't know about that one but it, it's a did you know fact and it was out there um here's one for you guys first rap song ever to win an oscar oscar an oscar the very first rap song to win an oscar any guesses here, Hollywood? James, where you at? Yeah. First. <laughs> I, I almost, I, this is why. Would it be Tupac? I'm going to say uh, Eminem. Ding, ding, ding. We got a winner. Eminem. And the I song was, was you know, Lose Yourself by Eminem. That's that right. Was, oh, okay. He but, was the very first artist to win an Oscar. From 8 Mile, right? Yeah, from 8 Mile. Yeah. So that, that was groundbreaking. Right? Nice. And then others have followed since him because he was kind of the pioneer. I mean, yeah. Writing lyrics for a movie, and this is what got him his Oscar. So, that 8 um, Mile movie was awesome. Oh, God. Yeah. So we're going to sleep. Uh, not sleep. We're going to talk about sleep. We're going to switch into something here. 35% of all adults in the U.S., Reports sleeping on an average less than seven hours per night, 35%. And there's other numbers that show not quite as many people sleep less than seven hours a night. And there's that people that, you know, they get their nine to yeah. eight to nine so every 35% night. 35% of people get seven or less. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of that like, that's a bigger number of people who are sleeping less than seven hours. So, um, you know, I, 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 how do you function on? I get about six. Do you? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I'm really good at about 
five to yeah, five or if six. I get seven, man, I feel like I'm just going to take the world because you know. Yeah. Then there's those nights you toss and turn. You're, you're like, yes. man, I'm lucky if I got two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you're up at all different nights, uh, uh, times of the night, but uh, yeah, the majority of the people are getting an average mm, seven or less. Uh, do you want to know what time uh, tiredness peaks? It peaks twice a day. Your tiredness in the human body. I'm gonna say uh, noon after lunch and then uh, at night. Man, you guys, you guys reading some of these notes because your your time uh, in the morning, earliest morning is 2 a.m. So that's when your body is at its peak of tiredness at 2 a.m. Doesn't matter how ramped up you are. Okay, it's like a clock in your system. Mm-hmm. And of course, 2 p.m. That's why we're less alert after lunch. Mm. You know, you say, "Man, I can't eat a big lunch because I ain't going to want to go out and do anything." Right. Most that, of the time, you I, really don't want to. That's when I usually reach for an energy drink around that time. Do you really to push me through the day and to get me through practice or a workout? That's, I didn't know Squirt made uh, energy drink, bro. But uh, plenty of uh, <laughs> so, energy. Very like good. the pickles. <laughs> My friend, you, you want pickled bologna? I like the pickled juice, yes. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Feels you want... good on my asshole. <laughs> the perfect nap. Okay, we're talking about we all need a nap once in a while. According I'm going to say a power nap. This, is, this would be considered the perfect nap, and this is, this is according to NASA. So the people that go up in space, they kind of, they got all these studies done on these people. Like, what is the, the mm. amount of time that the perfect nap should be? You know, you've heard the term cat nap. You've heard yeah. the term, oh, I got to get me a good hour worth of say sleep. 30, good 30 minutes. Philly, you're getting so good at this stuff. I'm just going to hand you the piece of paper here. <laughs> Honestly, uh, just a 20-minute power nap. Uh, it's uh, 26 minutes, to be exact. Hey. 26 minutes is the sweet spot for the perfect nap. Your body kind of re- kind of structures back to some normal. If you're really weak and tired, that 26 minutes of just resting that's the sweet spot. Well, I know we've been there. Sorry. No, I just want to get this out. So, like, after work, you're super tired. You ever sleep, like, an extra, like, say, two hours, two and a half hours, you wake up, you feel like shit, you're just mm-hmm. mad the whole time? Yes. I always felt like if I just doze off for a little bit and I get up, I feel refreshed. So there's, there's got to be a ton of truth yeah, 20 to that. 20-minute stroke to 30 minutes Yeah. feels like you slept for three or four hours, and you're like, it's only been 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's a fun game. You take three Excedrin PMs, and you see if you could whack off before you fall asleep. (sighs) You always win is the best part of the game. That's great. Don't take no Excedrin PMs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the average person uh, can survive two weeks without H2O. H2O. So without water, you can survive two weeks, but only 10 days without sleep. So if you get no sleep, and you're just up all ends of the nights, you know, you're just not getting any rest. No one in any study they've done have lived past 10 days. So wow. sleep deprivation, whatever you want to call it, I mean, that would be a crazy number to look at, to think 10 days straight without closing your eyes and getting even that 26-minute nap. You won't last. So, But you can go two weeks without water. So sleep's an important thing. And this is why Just James should have been here tonight. Because this was all, you know, yes. I did a lot of my thought process around a poor guy who's getting up at like 2 in the morning and going to work. Yeah. And then going, you know, coming home at 8 o'clock at night and getting three, four hours of sleep. Well, what's he need Dr. Phil for? He's got Grandmaster B. Right, right. My right. studies Dr. are fucking That's deep. Dr. B. My shit is deep. <laughs> He's going right. to listen to this. He's going to change his life. Right, yes, man. Dr. B. And this is what the podcast is all about. We're here to help people. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. <laughs> all right. So here's one that's going to help people even more. Health benefits of spicy foods. We all love, I love spicy right. food. Kickstart your senses. 
Um, they, yes, it does. It's it's actually they keep your heart healthy. Mm. Um, some of the things that are in spicy foods can promote weight loss and kickstart your metabolism. Heard that too. Uh, maybe effective pain reliever. Mm. I mean, that's like when you've eaten that like really super hot freaking uh, salsa and you're like i can't feel my ass that's definitely <laughs> well, the that pain reliever burns that booty yeah it's like not touching any walls just shooting straight out right and, and this was the other one here for <laughs> this is the other one that kind of caught me by surprise it may calm your gut and keep it healthy well i think if you're eating a lot of spicy food it's going to come out pretty quick right yeah, you ever yeah. had that so oh, i yeah. think but uh, there's a lot of good health benefits to spicy foods it's not just how can you eat that yeah well spicy foods man can be really good I remember I used to work at a fruit market, and uh, this dude, he's straight from Mexico, right? See? He's like, hey, man, that's some tatarizo. I took a bite of it, and I just, like, it was a big one, man. And I was, I had my head in the freaking uh, water fountain. Oh. It was so freaking hot, man. Do you know what the hottest pepper in the world is? Habanero. Ghost, ghost pepper. Ghost pepper. Made the ghost, that's right. Ghost peppers. Uncle Tony lived a long time doing it. Yeah. Miller High Life and a pepper every day. <laughs> For real? Died in natural causes. Listen, man. Years old. My, fucking ulcer. my wife's grandfather, my wife's grandfather, he was a dude that drank wine every day. And he, this guy lived well into his 90s. I think there's some regiment in certain people's life yeah. that does well for them. Like you said, this guy ate a habanero. What did he eat? A pepper? Yeah. He had a Miller, uh, Miller High Life and, and a pepper every day. He told me that one cerveza, not 12, every day. Every day. Wow. Yeah, you never know, man. They say anything in moderation won't kill you. So, in natural cause, you know, went to bed and wow. that was it. That's yeah, pretty good. just stay away from the bad stuff, you know. Greasy ass bacon burgers drenched in fucking mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> so, you got to stay on point with your health. But that's, uh, gentlemen, what I have for the Did You Know segment. Very good. Very good. I, I learned a lot. And just James, you know, I'm sure he's going to take a lot of this. All right, so we're going to get into this little sports update, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. All right, so first thing I got, the NFL wants to expand their schedule and build a relationship in Germany now. Do Germans like football? I don't know. You know, Hollywood, I didn't know that was even on the table, did you? I, I just found this out today. Yeah, this is, uh, this is like stump the staff. Yeah, well, this came out yesterday. I thought it was interesting because there's games in London, but, like, I don't want my team to play in Well, London. they do call it the National Football League, right? So I think they're, they're, they're trying the, to make the, it the London, international they're, football they're trying league. to make it the international I don't football think, league. I think they're going to have that one game a year or whatever, how they were doing, going out there and playing, opening up like that. Yeah. So where do you go find players? You go fucking to Frankenmuth and start recruiting guys? No, hey, hey, think... if you can't handle the sausage, you can yeah. handle the ball. I don't think they, I don't think <laughs> they could handle fucking, it. No, that's weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they could. I don't know, man. No, I'm just... saying it would be two NFL teams playing just like they do in London, not, not a Germany football team. Right. You know what I mean? Just going there, having a game there once a year. Yeah, just like they do with London. Oh, that, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean, they did it in Mexico, right? Yeah. I mean, they had. I mean, there's a huge fan falling for the National I Football League. I think it's league. good. I think it's I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, it's expanding the brand, and I think that's what it's really all about, and it brings more money. They're the richest, you know, sports yeah. uh, organization cash out there. Cow. They're cash cows. Brings man. the revenue, man. Yeah. Puts a lot of money in my pockets, boss. What? <laughs> AT&T what, what about the dude that just signed for was it the Bears their number one draft pick oh, got a Justin guaranteed eighteen point eight million dollar contract hundred percent guaranteed money yeah. so the guy, dude can go out in training camp tear an Achilles tendon be done playing football the rest of his life and he got the guaranteed that's right they're that's going a great all, agent man going all in on him that's oh, have to, crazy it wasn't going to cut it. Well, you don't know, man. You never give up on Big Red because he might make a comeback. Yeah, I mean, he's still we've seen I mean, him in he's, Dallas. 
Well, I think he's, he's on the. Uh, I'd say that boy's uh, he's on his way out the league. I, I he, can't uh, see him being as good as Brett Favre. I, I can't see him being as good as Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Troy is gay. <laughs> he starts to come and then he pulls off. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. The guaranteed money these guys are getting, these flipping athletes are getting paid some dough, man. Yeah, man. Guaranteed money, $18.8 million. That's life-changing. It's kind of like uh, Guy Fury when I brought that up yeah, last I, week. That you know, dude's I, getting paid. Buku bucks. I went back and listened to the podcast because a lot of times we're we're prepping stuff for our next you know part yeah. of our conversation. Sometimes you're not always hearing what the other person's and James would know that because a lot <laughs> of times when he starts talking like I gotta go to the fucking I'm, I'm, I'm just getting up and leaving. Hey, I'm fucking. T- I don't give a shit. Right. You know? No, <laughs> you but dick. You go back and listen to some of that stuff. That dude is getting bank, man. For sure. And he's got endorsements everywhere too. So some of these celebrities. It's amazing what they're getting paid. Yeah. It's crazy did, money. Did you ever get into like his show and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Guy Fieri. We're rolling out. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're stopping at Telway, right. and we're going to shit our pants together. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's some shit on YouTube. You got to watch it where they're taking a segment of the diners, drive-ins, and dives, and they've actually got a guy's voice that sounds just like Guy Fieri. Nice. And they're putting all these buzzwords in that he doesn't say on the segment that he's doing, of course. He's, yeah. It's hilarious. And I, I know I'm going to find this before we're done with the day here, but uh, it's it, you got to watch these. And they're addicting as hell because it's like different segment after segment. I'll check it he's out. He's like, oh, this food sucks, man. Who the hell made this stuff? And it just goes <laughs> on. And it's like they're putting someone's voice in it. Really oh, good stuff. That's great. All right. So today is actually the 24-year anniversary of the Jordan infamous flu game. So I remember it like as a kid, I, it was great. You heard about it after, but I remember Jordan just putting on a show, Absolutely. you know, and um, it technically it wasn't a flu game. It was actually food poisoning, which we later found out in the um, Last Dance documentary. So I just found that interesting. And I had a buddy of mine post online talking about how Jordan did everything he could to kind of just hide that fact. And again, I know it seems like we're just teeing off on LeBron James, but in this climate of athlete and the way things are now, I think everybody would just want that to be known, how sick I was. People would tweet about it. They'd post about it, you know, and they wouldn't let you forget it. Do you guys agree with that? It's kind of how, like, modern-day athletes are. I just remember it vaguely because that, that, that's something that – how many years ago was that now? 24. So I was, wow, I was like 24. 10, but I was really into basketball then. I loved basketball then. Yeah, I remember he was struggling to come out, um, but he had one of his best games. And I think after the game, like he was still kind of not feeling himself. Yeah, he was tore up. But it's a pure athlete in him coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. He wanted to help his team, and I think he he got the IV and stuff. Hell yeah, Jay Money. So yeah, I mean, twenty four years have gone by. What's up with the Rams, man? Philly, what's up with the Rams? Thinking that, wow, they're going to get the Super Bowl this year? They're building that team up like they're automatically a Super Bowl winner? I wouldn't go that far yet. Honestly, I was. Uh, I had someone tell me that he thinks Matt Stavers is going to be the NFL MVP this year with all that talent around him. You know, it's too early to say, man. I Look, at, I, I think I think Stafford's going to do good. I think he's in a good system. Yeah. I like the coach he's with. I think there's a good chemistry going on already there. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, do you remember the days like when Philadelphia Eagles had good teams? They were like, oh, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're, they're a good football team, but there's always that underdog that comes back. Yeah. 
I don't know, but uh, I think uh, the Rams should have a good season. They have all the Guy parts there. Guy told me today at work. Yeah. He said, I think I see Matthew Stafford hurt by week seven. Ooh. See, I, I don't like to wish I said that, that on people, no. man. He said, I just see that coming. You know, with just looking at some of the schedule and some of the teams. He said, I just see that just coming. Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, you know. But I guess when Vane's talking. <laughs> That grand, that's that grand river stuff. <laughs> that grand river, that man. Grand river, man. <laughs> but they said uh, McVeigh's walk around just like, you know what I mean? He's so freaking happy, uh, dogging uh, golf and all that crazy stuff. <laughs> man, McVeigh's so excited. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Where you at? I'm on Grand River. <laughs> you never. Oh, you guys are fucking nuts, man. Oh man. They all all get off together and work as one. <laughs> Absolutely. What else you got, Philly, on the sports end, man? So uh, are you guys keeping up with the NBA playoffs? Yeah. Uh, I I watched Philadelphia and um, Atlanta the other night, and it was just so cool to see a packed house again. Yeah. Sports with fans. Uh, Playoffs? Yeah. And actually, the Tigers, I think they got full capacity. Yeah, but they didn't fill the stands. Yeah, I could see that, though. Maybe tonight they're playing Chicago. Yeah, Tigers got a good series. they got a good thing going. I believe they do, but they don't have the pitching. You could see as they get into the later innings, they don't have the pull in that bullpen, man. Yeah. They got a, a lot of young good hitters. Four, but it's like you said, you start pitching the gym, then you don't have the hitting. Uh, yeah. And that's but they're I, maneuvering things. So the playoffs, it's you got the uh I got the Suns playing the Brooklyn Nets in the finals. I think the Nets will probably win. But Phoenix Suns are young, they're up and coming. I would not be surprised if they win. Devin Booker. Devin Booker, man. Could have had him. Bad boy. Can I go put money on that? You Can I take to? it to the bank? Yeah. FanDuel? Call up FanDuel. <laughs> right. Wait, I'm placing my wager right now. I would like right to see now. that. The Suns in uh, Brooklyn? Yeah, I picked uh, the Clippers in Brooklyn, but they're down 0-2, man. Yeah. Clips aren't looking that great right mm-hmm. now, but it's far from over. Yes, you know? absolutely. I mean, I... I don't know. Man. He I, likes being down anyway and come back. You know? I'm just not following the whole NBA thing yeah. as much as I used to. So I don't know. I just playoff basketball. It's like it's just it's amplified. It's kind of like playoff hockey. You know, it's just it's different. Um, I really enjoy watching the playoffs. I haven't watched as much as I'd like to, um, but as it's getting winding down, I like to watch more. Have you seen any of the girls' college World Series? Oh, oh my the God. softball. Yeah. Oh, I did oh, catch some God. of that. Those girls can whip. Yes. I mean, they are freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Them girls throwing them freaking softballs, like, they're coming in at 70, 80 miles an hour. Yeah. It's it's redunculous. It probably wouldn't be easy to hit. Yes. All right, so, Hollywood, you wanted to rap about uh, Pacquiao and Spence, huh? Yeah. So uh, when's that fight happening? That will be August 21st. He's a three-to-one underdog. Pacquiao? Pacquiao is. Mm. And I'm like... I was listening to Chris Algieri, who's talking, who's a fighter who fought Spence and fought Pacquiao. And he said, just like this, this simple. He said, I'm going to tell you what. I fought both of these guys. Pacquiao knocked me down six times. I'm telling you, that left hand that guy's got is amazing. He's awkward. He's quick, elusive. And if I was Spence, I wouldn't take him lightly because I don't know with the body shots. That Pacquiao attacks him with, mm. he may not be able to handle him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious, going against him. I'm curious to see what the Pacquiao's got. He said, don't let that 42-year-old age fool you. 
That boy's bad. Pacquiao is bad. He, I was looking at his record not too long ago. He's got a crazy amount of fights, too. Yes. He's been around a He's long time. He's beat every good guy. And, like, he couldn't get to Mayweather. Mayweather wouldn't come out. He's beaten every good champion that was a champ solid. Yeah. Yeah, he's beaten them all. I remember, see, like, going back and watching some fights, how fast he was. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable. And Crazy. to be this fast at 42 years old still? Yeah. Man, he's, he's something else. Mm. He wins this, he can walk away. Just yeah. walk away. I think he can. He's already a legend. Yes. Um, so I know I didn't watch the Mayweather, Paul. I just, Sunday night, it was on too late. Other stuff going on. I hear some people said it was all right. Some people said it was really underwhelming. Did you guys watch it? I seen highlights and stuff of it. All he wanted to do was go the eight rounds with him. That's all he wanted. Yeah. He got paid. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. He got, got paid. paid big money. And did you know that Floyd doesn't wear the same pair of underwear? He buys underwear, wears them once, and throws them away. Must he be spends nice. over $6,000 a year on underwear. That's you're wild. supposed to do that when you're on vacation. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 82 More mil- money than brains. $82 million he got off that fight. Come on. Are you kidding How much? $82 million. Good wow. Lord. Yep. Wow, and he couldn't even have it on Saturday? That's I don't ridiculous. know. I think there was probably some logistical stuff with the stadium, um, but I'm sure they could have worked that out. You know what I mean? It's a lot of money, dude. Actually, yeah, there was a stat, too. Um, I might be a little off on this, but Floyd made more in that fight than Jordan did in his entire career, not including, like, other monies made off, like the Jordan shoes and all that, but, um, yeah, I just I thought that was wild. Did you see the picture he had? He was sitting at the table like this with all that money that he made from that fight. $100 bill stacked. Dude, I sent you the pick, Philly. Yeah, that was that picture. To the the fives. To the fives. I sent that pick to the fives. Yeah. Yeah, he's all about money, man. Yeah, he he doesn't. I mean, there's there again, there's that arrogance in certain athletes that you just don't care about. You know, just just makes you cringe, man. It's like, I get it. It's entertainment. But then there comes the arrogant side of it. And you're like, I don't like that dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's you get the love hate on certain athletes. Like, you know, we go back to like LeBron James, like, you know, stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. You know, pick your spot, you know, come out and talk about what you want to talk about. But, you know, it's like some of these guys flaunting all that stuff. Yeah, that's know, crazy. Man. How about that Kebron Hayes guy, that third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Never heard of him. Never it's, heard of him. Next. It's his very, <laughs> it's his very first home run. Listen to this. It's his very first home run. Go jotting down the first, misses the first base. The oh, Dodgers no. call him on it. They go to the booth, ring him up, you're out. The homer doesn't count. You're oh. out. 69. Doesn't touch first base. <laughs> you know what popped up on my feed was um, Andres Galarraga, the no-hitter that oh, uh, Jim Joyce blew. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was heartbreaking to see. Oh, oh that me. Do you remember that, Grandmaster B? I do, man. I, and, and you know that, that will play over and over again, I think, on any highlight reel. And that poor guy got robbed, but he handled it with such class. Yes, he did. Yes, I mean, did. even the he kind of even the look he gave the umpire after he blew the call, he gave him that like, you know, he could have just been so pissed and you know pulled like the George <sighs> Brett with the man. pine tar bat and go nuts and go crazy and start charging. Oh yeah, he for had, sure. And, and you know that that umpire the next day he actually went to him after the game, teary eyed and all, you know, apologetic. He's I blew it. Yeah, I blew that call. Yeah. I give and, him credit uh, for that. Yes, they came absolutely. out the next day, I believe, uh, to do the lineup cards at home plate. They came out together, and the crowd, you know, applaud that and everything like that. But uh, 
Man, that was a wild game. He had a lot of death threats on that, uh, that oh, umpire. Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, it's a game. It should never get to that point, but that's... He said he meant mentally, mentally, he was just thinking about calling it quits. I guess, but I guess in that moment, like, why? You, like, you know what's at stake. Like, if anything else, call him out. You know what I mean? Even, yeah. even you see my man on the other team, he's like, oh, my God. I think he just automatically this came out, and he went, oh, it's too late to reverse. So what you're saying is his asshole got pickled. He was picked. His asshole got pickled. That's what I'm saying. I think he had bleach in his asshole. <laughs> brother's got a hug. I mean, what do you do, man? I mean, it, he apologized. I blew the call. Yeah, that's at the end of the day, it's all you could do. You got to own it, you know, uh, take it on the chin and move on, man. Yeah, um, you know, I, I guess it's like, you know, we may all go through something like that is coaching. When you know you've you seen this, he crossed home plate, clearly touched it, and you say he didn't. And it could have been the championship on the line. And yeah. you can never get that back. That feeling in your stomach. Just, right. It's not right. No. But you have to move forward. It sucks. Yeah. So um, we got some uh, some local news that came out um, the other day with the U of M. I haven't really uh, uh, dove too much into it. So if you guys want to touch on it, elaborate on it, um, share your thoughts. Well, it's sad. Mean, the the truth is coming out now. You know, I think there's a lot of things that were hidden. Uh, University of Michigan, you know, big, big college. I mean, you know, they have a lot of money, but, you know, there's a lot of things that were, you know, kind of put under a rug for a long time. Mm. And um, some of these victims that were coming out uh, now, and uh, I think it was Bo Schembechler's son being one of them. Yeah. And I, I, you know, that's that's a delicate subject, but uh, it's just kind of like what happened with the Nasser case over at uh, Michigan State. You know, there's a lot of bad things happening, and people are kind of looking the other way, like you know, it's not right. You know, and, yeah. You know, I don't give a shit if it's University of Michigan, if it's a freaking anybody, it doesn't yeah, matter. Right. No, wrong is sure. wrong, you know. Absolutely. Um, so, so does this involve doctors? Um, or... I believe it did. The, okay. the one of the doctors that uh, my understanding is. Um, He's passed on now, but there's been uh, there's always been something there. Um, I don't know enough about the case, so I don't want to get or say anything that it's not accurate. But yeah. um, this is kind of you know coming to be a bigger problem. I think you know they money could cover a lot of things, but you can't cover things if more and more people are starting to say, "Hey, it yeah. happened to me. It happened to me." And you know, look how long it took for the whole thing to happen at Michigan State, and it put a lot of people. One behind bars and others that, you know, no longer have any affiliation with these universities because of what they knew, but they never said anything. Yes. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to a doctor and you're a team doctor and I'm going in to be looked at for, you know, uh, a problem with my knee. And next thing you know, this guy's got a knuckle up my ass. I mean, that's a, that's a big issue. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like. Uh, your knee's why fine. Am why I is here? your finger in my ass? Right. Uh, hold on a second. We're going to get to that knee in a minute. I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it, but it's just. You know, wrong is wrong, man. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. so sometimes absolutely. these 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 passes that they get is not it's not right, man. And we know what's wrong. It happens. Why don't we just come out and say it? Why do we wait for I, another school or or? Well, the, the, the thing people, is, people is are that scared of the backlash. Bo knew about this. I guess this is what Bo Schembechler's son was saying is that his dad knew about a lot of this stuff, but he just said, you know, I mean, there was so things like that, Joe, Joe Pa. It's going to go down. There you go. Just like, like just like Penn State, you know, and it just, uh, you know, they're hiding the obvious. And, so and there uh, goes the Bo Schembechler statue. Yeah. Be gone, too. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. Gonna have to. I mean, I don't know. Developing story. We're not gonna look more into it. (laughs) Okay, I will. (laughs) Quiet. That's enough. All right, moving on. So, this or that, Hollywood, the stage is yours. This or that, scary movie or a comedy? Ooh, damn, that's tough. Grandmaster V, you want to go or? Depends what kind of mood I'm in. If it's around uh, October, you know, you got the pumpkins and everything up, bro. I want spice, to watch bro? some thrills, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comedy guy, obviously. I mean, yes. I love a good comedy, but there hasn't been very many really good comedies out. Well, you I know? think when I was younger, I loved scary movies. But now as I get older, you know, it's shit's so fake. It, it's hard to get me like I know. to jump and shit like that. I don't know, man. Annabella. It, it seems so just off to me. The only thing that got me jumping was It. I was yeah, always scared I didn't of the movie. Like that Pennywise. Movie. Yeah. The, the I clown. didn't like that movie. They all float down here. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that movie. Yeah. I, I'm definitely more of a comedy guy. There's not too many scary movies that really I I could wait, I'm gonna take that back. You like them prison movies, don't you? Yeah, man. <laughs> don't I'm saying it wasn't a it just uh I don't know. Are you uh are you gay? No. <laughs> I like, there's one movie I remember going to see as a young kid. It was, uh, it was called Burnt Offering. Burnt Offerings was the name of the movie. And it was, I can't even tell you what it was about. Um, but there was an undertaker involved. And this dude looked scary because he drove a hearst around. Mm-hmm. And he was like taking dead people to places. And he had this really eerie look to him. And I remember seeing this at the big screen at the Macomb Mall. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's the place we used to go watch oh, that yeah, flick, dog. Yeah, you know, you know that, that, man. Bunch of old heads, man. man. That 50-cent movie. Go play that Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and then I went to see this movie, and I was like, man, this thing shook me a little bit. But that was like, I mean, you know, to Philly's point, like some of these movies, like, you know, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, like some of that old school man. shit, that was kind of cool back yeah. in the day. But there's really nothing that's really happened recently that, man, I'm like biting my nails going, oh, shit, what's going to happen? You know what's kind of like in between those was Leprechaun. Because yeah, yeah. it was scary, but yet it was funny, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, But I if, I, if I had to choose, I, I guess I'd probably go comedy. And I love scary movies. I really do. It's, it's hard for me. But now I guess I'd rather laugh. I, I just take comedy all day long because comedy is scary. That's where most yeah. of the drops come you from. Like them scary get the glasses and all, but don't be trying to hook me yeah, up with the little I, sister I, I, I that's love bigger scary than movies. the big sister. Fat bitches oh. need love too, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love comedies. Top flight security of the world, Craig. <laughs> so we got comedy taking over scary movie two to one. That's good. Um, you go to bed at night. You prefer socks on or socks off? Oh, man, hands down, no socks, man. No socks, dog. Got them sweet, sweaty-ass feet in my My, bed. My feet's got to hit that satin, dog. (laughs) I'm saying your feet should be cleansers. Hell yeah. (laughs) Wake up in the middle of the night with a... Oh, what happened? (laughs) I'm going to say no socks as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't lie. Hollywood, you got a onesie. I know you do, man. (laughs) You ought to see that thong I put over. I've been doing cock push-ups. It's got that tennis jock for that bell cow, man. You know, Miles would be willful. He hangs a five pound weight off his long, so that mother stretch out. Look at the elasticity to that mother. These nuts. Uh, you know, we, oh, hey, we met that guy in Vegas, by the way. Did you really? These nuts. Yeah, I was walking. We were down in old Las Vegas. And Nick's like, yo, yo, it's these nuts. I'm like, shut up, man. Yeah, I thought he was fucking with me. He's like, no, no, it's these nuts. You look at gay, motherfucker. These nuts. <laughs> Are you serious? You yeah. met that dude? Yeah, man. 
Where'd you see him at? Was he like at a old Las Vegas, just walking down the strip? No way, man. Yeah, and then people kind of started crowding around and shit. Nice. Yeah. That's crazy, man. How about this one? Working alone or working in a group? Ooh. That's not not Hollywood, man. You're really coming up with some really good stuff now. This is good stuff. I'm digging it. Philly, I'm going to let you take the flow. Um, it's weird because I enjoy, like I, I'm on my own all day at work. Um, but I actually get a lot done when I'm working with somebody, talking to them, helping them. Like I like to train people. Uh, so man, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's tough. I, I like things done a certain way. So I guess, you know, uh, damn, I really enjoy both, but I guess I'm going to have to say being on my own. I'm going to agree. You know? I'm going to agree. If it's a group project where it's a think tank, we yeah. all got to kind of put our thoughts into something and we have to, you know, have, finish a task as, a, you know, we've done these things in the training world. Yeah. But I'm kind of a, I like go solo, man. If I know what I need to do. Alpha dog, huh? Right. Give yep. me, give me the blueprint. Tell me what I got to get done. I got shit to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done. I don't like, cause there's yeah. always like people that just piss you off. Cause like, they're not keeping up with your yeah. speed. Yeah. Or they're overthinking it, and I'm like, God damn, let's move. Well, it's like when you ride with somebody, like, say, whether it's a boss or whatever, and they're slowing you down. Yeah. And talk about yeah. everything. It's like, dude, we got to go. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, come on I'm, Dude, that's a great one because, you know, I'm definitely more into doing stuff on my own. I work on my own, like, you know, you, you do. I mean, you have people you have to tell things to do, but, I mean, could you imagine if you had, a, you know, one or two alpha males that want to get things done right, right now and just do it, and then you got them two slow pokes kicking back going yeah, well, yeah you know I mean, yeah and you see yeah. you see that uh, i mean yeah, i, I that like just pisses me off i like working alone but i have to say with i got a couple of peers at work and we work together i mean we do some damage yeah it, it's 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 crazy yeah. but you're working down. as a team or you got oh, a mod- team we, we getting down okay so that you know, might be different in manufacturing because you're building things but right? you got a few of them stragglers that you know they tend to right. go but that's okay because we got our little group yeah see like we're both in in the sales industry yeah so it's kind of like it, it's always competition almost even right. like when you're in districts mm-hmm. you can almost be you know in competition yeah. but I, I enjoy that togetherness of it but mm-hmm. i do like on a daily basis i like being out on my own yeah me too and i like helping my guys out yeah just you know what i mean i'll help them out give them a hand help them get through the day i don't mind that at all just don't take advantage give me right. the blueprint and i hear i am my eyes motherfucker i'll just go get it <laughs> go done get you some uh <laughs> one what you got next, Mr. Hollywood? I got, uh, you prefer cutting grass or snow blowing the snow? Oh, man. Which no one? brainer, cutting grass. Uh, no brainer, man. I, no, I hate wintertime, man. For real? What? Yeah, snow, to me, oh, man. snow blowing the snow, better than cutting that grass. No way. Come on, oh, dude. Yeah, I like that snow. <laughs> Did boy. you see the YouTube video, the one on Facebook that circulates with the dude with the snowblower? Mm. The, the the one black guy the the, the guy's is it's the dad and he's out in the front lawn and the kid oh, comes yeah, out the snowblower oh i did he see blast that, yeah. him with a bunch of god damn it did you see me standing out there you dumb motherfucker and you started he yelling go, huh. at him he goes come here he goes huh yeah oh, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you got snow all in my face you stupid motherfucker oh, that shit man. was hilarious oh i died yes i did I what about the one that. with the paint where he's painting he goes hey give me the 
He turns around. He smacks oh the yeah, I, I think they, these are definitely staged, aren't they? They yeah. have to be. Oh, they dude. are funny no, the way they the set one, it up. Uh, James showed it's me. Crazy. He's like, uh, he 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 blows ass in a car, right? And his dad gets in the car. Oh, yeah. He's like, God damn, son, throw the window down. What a motherfucking window down. Trying to choke me with my shit, motherfucker. I'm done with that part. You want that? <laughs> and like, last but not least, like something died in your ass. <laughs> window down. We probably didn't like this growing up. Taking the garbage oh, out or doing the dishes? What oh, do you man. prefer? Well, I asked Mikey. You don't like to do either. <laughs> Damn well, you, Mikey. <laughs> I grew up with no dish machine in our house. It was kind of like we had to do what we had to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think kids like to do dishes. <laughs> They'd eat the dinner and like, okay, I'm going back to play Xbox. I'm going outside. What? Get over here and pick this shit yeah. up. I mean, honestly, like, I don't know. I hate doing the dishes, man. But I always stay on top of it because it's easier. Like, while I'm cooking, I'll actually do, you know, first part's done, the prep or whatever. I'll do those. You know, finish the meat or whatever, do those, you know what I mean? Then sit down and eat my meal. That way, when I'm stuffed, I could just chill and go on with my day. Um, so, yeah, I'd rather just take the trash out, be honest with you. I'd rather do the dishes. I can't stand taking trash out. Something about the damn garbage can, I take it out and then I gotta bring the shit back in. <laughs> Come on. And I'll look to, at it and go, you used to take the it. garbage out and I'm go a- behind the garage with your buddy. Hey, you wanna get high, man? <laughs> Look at nowadays you got these big ass ninety gallon bins you put everything in. It's just a matter of just tilting and putting the motherfucker oh, on wheels and man. bringing it then to I the curb. Bring it back. And you got to ask the city for those. Um, yeah, yeah my city okay. you, they give you one. Or, uh, sometimes they charge you. I'm not sure. Yeah, you can how ask would. for a second one. Okay. Yeah, That's I it. got one for garbage. I got one for compost. Yeah. And then I the got right, a recycle. Oh, yeah, recycle they, yeah they have a red one too. Does your uh, cities have limits, like as a, um, ounces? That yeah, I can only the have compost, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Regular cans. Like I a, think it's only three. Okay. Mm, but that, I don't that's know. That's the We were talking about this uh, before we started the podcast about how some of these people that are doing uh, sanitational engineers or whatever right. you want to call well, them. Yeah, they got the machine comes up. Yeah, I mean, these guys it. don't even hardly lift a finger. Like yeah. the, com- the Not the compost guy, um, the recycling bin guy. He's got this cool truck, man. He just pulls right up to the curb. Yeah. Yep. Got these little forks that drop down. He just... Puts dumps and mm-hmm. goes. Mm. I don't think he ever leaves the steering wheel. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah the technology's come a but long see, way. But see, waste management's got some of that, and then they got the old school one. So, Grandmaster, did you answer that one? Yeah, I definitely said um, I'd rather cut the grass. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the? Are we on, are we on episode Dave? nine? Dave's not here, man. He's looking down under the table. <laughs> 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 Oh, good. <laughs> he on that Illinois and Grand River. Come on, dawg. <laughs> you talking about uh, you spanking the monkey, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was episode one. What, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. Hollywood's coming with the heat, and here you are fucking around over there. <laughs> yeah, second <Yeah>. pet. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> Taking the trash out or doing the dishes. Oh, man. come on, man. Damn, man, the sun got to the dawg. <laughs> Um, you know what? Uh, I'd rather take the trash out. <laughs> How the hell I missed that? I, you know. Now remember, you're taking that shit out in the wintertime, too. I'm so sorry, Hollywood. James is gonna James is gonna respect oh, that shit. one. Oh, See, he God. fucking does it to you too. Yeah, you guys, fucking check it out, man. This guy's on oh. week at nine. Oh, jeez, oh, man. man. What would you do with the brain if you had one? <laughs>
Oh, that's well, good. That, that's a, that's so a classic. So sorry. <laughs> On that note. Oh. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, good episode. We Obviously, we missed Judge James again. Hopefully, we can meet back up next time around. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Remember to hit us at the Fives of the Week Podcast at gmail.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Fives of the Week Podcast. Love y'all. Be good. Peace. Out.